Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. How are you? How are you doing? Tell you what, it's been a long old year, hasn't it? Having said that, I look back and go, flip's sake, it's November already. But today's episode is all about how do we parent when we ourselves are struggling? Because 2020 has been an interesting year. It's certainly been eventful and many parents are finding it hard. Well, many people, doesn't you don't necessarily have to be a parent. But I think the thing is, is that as a parent, we feel that it's our responsibility to lead our kids, to nurture our kids, and, and it is, and support our kids through the ups and the downs of, of life. And Invariably, when they're little, they sort of fall over, bump their knee, and we jump, pull them onto our sort of onto our lap, and give them a kiss, and tell them it'll be all right. But at the minute, with coronavirus going on, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to know that it's going to be all right because we don't know. We've this is uncharted territory for us. Now, I I'm, I don't want to be a harbinger of gloom, so I must admit I do always say that yes. It is going to be all right. It, it will, you know, the the, the planet sort of um, moves in a sort of cyclical way and we've had sort of disasters and trauma and everything before. I think the problem is, is that we don't know when. We don't know when it's going to be all right. And so the thing is, is that we have to, or we feel that we have to try and support our kids and... Um, sometimes maybe sort of shelter them from the blows of what, what's going on at the minute. And and rightly so. But I do feel that sometimes when we're running on empty, sometimes when we're struggling ourselves, this can be really blimmin' hard. And we beat ourselves up and we say we should be doing better and I ought to be doing homeschooling better and we're shouting at one another in the home and I, I'm struggling with, you know, we, we've got so much going on. And it's the knock-on effect of coronavirus that is also impacting us, whether or not your kids are sort of still homeschooling, whether or not you indeed have a job, um, whether, you know, because... Um, the time of recording, the furlough scheme's just coming to an end, and and that is going to open a can of worms for many people, um, you know. And so, Christmas is just around the corner, and the question is: is how the flip can we have a happy Christmas after the year that we've had? Well, I'm saying two fingers to that. I'm my my house is going to turn into Santa's grotto. I can tell you, um, because I feel that I need to 
maybe take control of the things that I can control. And yes, I too have sort of had my troubles, I've had my ups and downs as have as my family have. But I think we need to go back to basics really. Because at the minute what I'm hearing is I'm sort of, um, the, the parents that are coming to me are, you know, what do I say to my kids? How do I stop the anger? How do I stop the desperation? What do I do? I'm getting it all wrong. I should know better. And actually, this is the problem is the fact that as parents, we are quite good at running on the guilt train. And I I, I really... I'm I'm not really very good with guilt. I don't think that um we need, we should be giving it very much airtime to the point that I say guilt is a wasted emotion. And what I mean, what I mean by that is if you sort of picture someone that is let's say trying to lose weight and um something's triggered them that, you know, and, and blimey, we've got a, enough of that going on at the moment, but um, you know, something's triggered them and they reach for a packet of hobnobs um, and they just start devouring them and they're halfway through the pack and they go oh I'm so rubbish I knew I couldn't stick to my I couldn't stick to my diet I'm just so hopeless at this I'm just going to remain fat and horrible and look at me I can't even I can't even resist it and I, I just sort of say hang on a minute hold on to your horses here if we keep going down this guilt spiral no one wins it doesn't serve any purpose. And what I say when you're sort of hitting the hobnobs is, well, just stop for a minute and just say, okay, I'm having a wobble here. I'm actually going, I'm not going to shovel these hobnobs into my mouth and sort of feel rubbish about it. I'm actually going to enjoy each one as they go down. I am going to savour every single bite rather than beating myself up about it. And do you know what tends to happen? is that you don't actually get to the end of the packet and feel crap any longer. What you tend to do is sort of stop at about, okay, three or four and go, oh, well, okay, don't think I need any more at the minute. And so that sort of is what guilt is. Guilt doesn't serve us. It just keeps us carrying on regardless. And I think at the minute, as hard as it may feel, we need to be more present. So let's not indulge ourselves with the guilt, neither for ourselves or for our kids, because it's not, it's not serving anyone. So if our kids are having a wobble, just allow them and hold a space for them and be honest with them and go, yeah, this is rubbish. This is a really crappy time we're in. I tell you what, we're going to come through it. Look how much we've learned. Look how much we've achieved. Look how great you are at doing this now. Look how much better we are at doing that now. And start being honest that, no, well, we don't quite know what's around the corner. But there again, do you know what? We never did know, did we really? We had that degree of certainty that we thought was certainty, but it never was. No, you know, tomorrow isn't guaranteed to anyone. So in fact, that we had, we, we had that illusion of certainty and yet it was never there. So being honest with your kids and going, and with yourself and going, do you know what? This is all right, but let's just focus on today. Let's focus on how we can do better today. Yesterday was then. Tomorrow is just a, it's, it's a, a, another story. But what can we do today that is going to be better?
Another thing that I do, and it goes along with the line of guilt, is is I've had sort of parents come to me and sort of going, I just can't get out of this rut. I'm really struggling and it's having an impact on my kids. And I think the thing is we have to remember that at whatever age, it is not our child's responsibility responsibility to worry about us. That really isn't their job. Their job is to be kids and push our buttons and drive us mad um, or be lovely little angels, delete where applicable. But it's not our children's responsibility to have to worry about how we're coping. So therefore, we need to focus on ourselves and bring us back to a higher, I use the word vibration, um, it, it maybe that might feel a bit too woo-woo for you guys, but what I mean is get, get our energy in the right place. And that might be too woo-woo for you as well. But do you ever walk into a room and you go, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And no one said anything, you haven't, you know, but you just know, you can, you can sense that the atmosphere is different. Well, that is what your child is doing every single day. So if you are stressed, if you are angry, if you are guilty, if you are blah, 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 your child is to all intents and purposes picking it up. And it's our job really not to protect them from it because I think that our kids need to understand that yes, life has its ups and downs, life has its you know smooth bits as well as the the grotty bits. But what we do know, well, what we do need is to show our children that do you know what they might feel? Oh, I'm having a wobbly time too, but mum or dad have got my back. Mum or dad are in control. They look, you know. Because you are their benchmark, you are their yardstick. So if you're okay, they're okay. Okay? And that is important. So whatever your fears might be, let's address them. Whatever your anxieties are, you need to address them. And it really is self-care for sorting out your energy sorting out where you're coming from. And that could be sorting out your mind chatter and, and sorting out your um, all the negativity going on in your head. And yeah, maybe you might need to stop watching the news every single day or every hour of the day. Or maybe you do need to take lavender baths and burn incense. Or maybe you do need to start dancing in the kitchen to whatever. But Self-care is vital for parents who feel that they are struggling. The problem at the minute is many of us are unable to get to work or many of us are sort of needing to sort of um, self-isolate or, you know, we're being restricted due to sort of various uh, government guidelines. We're being restricted from our social network whatever that is. So it, it could just, it could be the mums at the school gate. It could be the water cooler chit chats. It could be the meeting up with your Prosecco buddies or your Pilates class or your business mastermind or whatever it is, your art class. But we are being restricted from this at the minute. And so there's less camaraderie. There's no sort of um, yardsticks that we can use as parents to go, mm, I'm just going through this, you know, and everyone goes, oh, yeah, shit, so am I. Or, or you know, there's, there's nothing, there's so much less of being able to bounce ideas and feelings and worries and stresses off one another that actually it's all being internalized. And it's very isolating. It's confusing and it's scary 
And so what I suggest is that you start being more deliberate about your day, whether or not that means to you being present, whether or not that means to you being mindful, whether or not that means to you self-care, but being more deliberate in what you are doing. I have had to be more deliberate in my exercise. So every single day, I have just said to myself, I've got to do a little bit. And the thing is, is that, you know, once you start sort of, you know, five minutes on a yoga mat invariably sort of lasts a bit longer, but it's just making that step. So I am saying to myself, I've just got to do a little bit every day. So when I get onto the exercise bike, it's, um, it's not, oh, you've got to do a whole hour. But invariably what I sort of do is I set myself a very small target, but then I'm in the flow. So I keep on going and that makes me feel better. And I'm beginning to remember what it felt like to be a gym bunny. I, yeah, I kid you not, I used to go every day and spend an hour at the gym, you know, having dropped the kids off from school. But then my circumstances changed. They flew the nest and I stopped doing it. And it's all about creating those good habits. It's all about being deliberate about those good habits. So if I don't feel like going on the exercise bike, then I sort of think, well, why not go and hit a few balls at the driving range? Or why not sort of go and actually have a game of golf? Or why not just do some, um, you know, sort of flexibility and some yoga? It, it, the point is, is that it's important, A, to be deliberate, but it also I need variety, otherwise I get bored really quickly. But be more deliberate about what you're doing. For me, my self-care is curling up and reading a good book and stop this blimmin' scrolling on social media. Because actually, what I then do is I sort of turn around and feel guilty when I suddenly realise I've wasted an hour. And so I've now set timers on my phone you know, go and do this, go and do this. And, and, and it bings every so often just to remind me. I've, it's blimmin' binging at the right time now. So I go to bed earlier because otherwise we get lost in the melee of rubbish. And it is important to be deliberate, to be more conscious, to be more mindful about what you're doing, even being more mindful about the conversations that you're having. You know, put your phone down when your kid's wanting to speak to you. Put your phone down when anyone's wanting to speak to you. And give them your undivided attention. Because I tell you what, I bet the boot, boot's been on the other foot and you've tr tried to have a conversation with someone and their nose is stuck up their screen. And it's, it's, well, it's disrespectful for a start, isn't it? So what else can you focus on? What else can you plan? What else can you look forward to? And I don't mean, I mean, I, I'm sort of sitting here wondering what on earth we're going to do as a family at Christmas, whether or not we're all going to be doing it on a Zoom call. But that's not something that I can do anything about right now. I don't know what the rules and regulations are going to be then. That's a sort of, you know, a month or so away. So what can I do now? Let's sort of, you know, send memes and a bit of banter to the kids and phone up my mum to make sure she's okay and and have a sort of Zoom call with buddies of mine. And do you know what I mean? It's just rather than letting the day, yet another day drift, I've, I've work-wise, I am more focused in um, the way I spend my time. So not every single day feels like a work day. So maybe split it up and, you know, so, so I have client-focused days on different days and I have a planning day and I have a self a few self-care sort of days and slots to break it all up so that I know that 
everything is intentional and it makes me feel in this chaos of what's going on at the minute, it makes me feel as though I am in control of something. You've probably heard me talk about, if you follow me at all, you've probably heard me talk about the formula E plus R equals O. E is the event. Well, the event at the minute is the chaos that that, um, coronavirus is creating. So R is your response. E plus R is that response to that chaos. And this is where it has a huge impact on the O, on the outcome on what you're experiencing, on what your family is experiencing, what your kids are experiencing, what your colleagues. And and also the point is, is that I always feel that when you are operating from a sense of calm, from an, you know, if you want to sort of call it an energy of, well, whatever, opportunity or or focus or um, fun or um, you know, optimism, it doesn't really matter. People see that. I mean, if you've heard the sort of, you know, if you're sort of walking around with your head held high and feeling pumped and good about stuff, you, you know, it's that sort of, oh, I'll have a pint or whatever you're on. That's it because people can see it and they can feel it. So if you are radiating that, especially in the home, then your kids will feel more settled and more at ease. What about doing the the walk and talk? I do walk, walk where I can. I do walks and talks, which is basically a meeting on the go. You know, let's go and walk down by the beach for an hour or something. And we'll, you know, rather than sit and peer at each other through Zoom. Why not do that with a mate? Why not just sort of do that with your child? Come on, let's get out of here and let's just go. Let's go into Mother Nature. Let's go and find conkers. Let's go and just, but it's just that being able to switch off and and we no longer, when we get outside, we don't feel as imprisoned. I I was, um, I, I was speaking to a student just recently and I was, you know, how are you getting on? Well, it's certainly not the first, first term that we were expecting, I tell you that. And I went, yeah, I, I get it. I said, so well, what are you guys doing? Well, it's same but different. We are all trying to get together, but we're getting together over Zoom. And uh, they said that then they're now all um, their year are all attending um, their classes in their jammies, um, and it's turning into a bit of a competition. Who can, you know, within reason, but look, look the sort of the most entertaining or the most outrageous or whatever it is. Um, but they have done. Um, that they, they have the same student um, did this. This was wild. I hadn't even heard of it before. But there, apparently, there are virtual safari park tours. So they all did a virtual safari park tour on Zoom, and they were all sort of sitting there and having a bit of crack and and sort of you know had a glass or two of something. So they were just trying to mix it up a bit. There's um, my my darling husband for flip's sake. He had it was genius. He got this box that arrived um through from I think it was from Ulster Business and it was this big box I said what on earth's that and he said oh it's got wine and cheese in it so he put all the wine and the cheese in the fridge and about two three days later um they had a virtual um wine tasting session I mean 
how cool is that? It was absolutely brilliant. So, you know, we can start doing, I think it's called, here we are, here's a shout out to them, My Virtual Connoisseur. So go and track them down because it was absolutely, it was such good fun. And they, you know, they did a lot of wine tasting. They did a lot of chat about wine, but they also managed to interweave business into the, the conversation as well. Um, I've heard of virtual pumpkin parties. So, you know, you or p- virtual pumpkin carving parties. And so there are sort of, you know, everyone's getting together with their pumpkin and they're sort of, you know, carving them with one another. So we need to start thinking slightly outside the box. We need to start mixing it up and sort of finding stuff that's different or, you know, the same stuff, but doing it in a different sort of way. It's that good old phrase, isn't it, when, um, you know, you're sort of talking about um, the weather or going out into the rain. There's no such thing as bad weather, only bad gear. And I think that's the thing. You know, lots of people say, oh, well, it's going to be really cold or the weather's turning and how, how can we get our kids outside? And it's like, come on, guys, we, we need to we need to sort of toughen up a bit here. We are allowed. We are. Listen, we are allowed outside. Hurrah. So it's get the gear, get the right gear, get the welly boots, get the sledges, get the whatever you need and get out there and have some fun because outside is free. And I think that's the whole point is that, okay, historically it was, oh, I'm not going out in that for goodness sake. And now it's, let's just do it anyway. Let's just get out. Let's be intentional. Let's just go and find the biggest puddle to jump in. Let's just go and, I don't know, wherever you are, create sort of snowmen or, or autumn leaves or whatever it is. Because Mother Nature, do you know what? She's getting on with it regardless. And I think we need to do the same Because when the stresses increase, so must the support increase. So must the self-care increase. So must our coping mechanisms increase. You know, if we're worried about work, if we're worried about the health of our loved ones, if we need, you know, if you've heard the sort of phrase, what you focus on, you attract. So let's focus on making the very best of what we can. Let's focus on being intentional. Let's focus on being deliberate about what we're doing. And let's focus on supporting ourselves and our families throughout what's going on. Because it really is the smaller things that matter the most in fairness. So have a think what are your boundaries that you can be intentional about? What can you do to support yourself better? I know that, and I I certainly drop the ball, it's still a habit I need to create, but it is, it's about creating good habits of going to bed at a better time. What, you know, cutting yourself off from the negative people, I call them the, the, the drainers, Focus on the radiators, focus on the people that build you up, focus on the people that make you feel good, have a chat to them and where possible, withdraw and protect yourself from having to um, interact with with the negative people. What can you do with your work? I mean, it's, it's hard. 
There are so many people who are being laid off, so many people who are being made redundant. And um, I'm, see I'm seeing a lot of students at the minute who are going, and my daughter included, um, she's, you know, she, she's, her, her company are going through a redundancy process. Um, but it's, it's how we can look forward and be more intentional. So it's okay, you may be losing your job, you may not have a job, you may be worried about your job. What can you do so that when everything, when the market picks up, what can you do to be battle ready, interview ready? Let's start doing researches. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we need to um, sort of create a, a passion project for ourselves. What is it that you need to do? Maybe um, my um, my Alice's um, fiance Chris. He is looking for work, and he's a coder. So in the meantime, he is creating his own website and adding so much to it, so that when he gets interviews, he says, "Go and have a look at what I've been doing. Go and see what I've been doing over over you know this sort of the, this last few months where we've been restricted." And so it's a matter of having having stuff ready, being prepared. Tra maybe you need to do a bit more training. Maybe you need to speak to different people. Maybe you need to, I don't know, let's start a business. I started this blooming podcast at the beginning of lockdown, quarantine, hibernation, whatever you want to call it. And I just thought, well, do you know what? I can't get out there as much. So let's just Let's just get my message out there in a different way. So what can you do? Maybe you can start a podcast. Maybe you can start a, a YouTube channel. Maybe you can start writing a book. Maybe you want to start doing art classes. Maybe you and your child need to do something different. But it's just being more intentional and deliberate. And rather than drifting along and going, oh, well, I just don't know when this is going to end. I tell you what, get prepared so when it does end, you can hit the ground running. Sending you much, much love today. Chat soon. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times and I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes and a good one by the way <laughs> because when you do it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you and as always this comes with much love. <laughs>